This is Inspired Wellness with Jessica, a safe space for women impacted by their emotions to unlock hope and discover ways to elevate emotional wellness holistically for long-term health and well-being. I am your host, Jessica, advanced EFT practitioner, holistic counselor, meditation therapist, and advanced life coach. Join me for real, raw conversations to educate and inspire you to take control of your emotional well-being. I am so grateful you are here with me. Let's dive straight in. Today's episode of Inspired Wellness with Jessica is for you if you are telling yourself every single day, telling everyone around you every single day that you no longer want to feel a certain way, but for some reason, you still are. For some reason, the actions that you are taking are not aligning with what you want. For some reason, the changes that you are making are not permanent or long-term. I don't, sorry, nothing's permanent and not long-term. If you are stuck in a state of stress and you are not coping and you want it to change, but you're not changing anything. If you are stuck in a state of anxiety and you so desperately want it to change, but again, you are not doing anything different. If you are telling yourself that you want to move forward from an emotion or a situation or a circumstance that you have been dealing with, but you find yourself replaying it and staying stuck inside that memory and those emotions, then this episode is for you. Now, I know that it can seem really counterintuitive. Why would I want to stay in something that is negative for me? And I know we have discussed some possibilities of this before. And today I'm going to talk to you about fear and identity and something that if this is you, that you could explore, that might just be what is holding up your inability to move forward. Because with the discomfort of change, any change, whether it be new positive habits, whether it be letting go of erroneous beliefs, whether it be you know, reprogramming thought patterns, whether it be trying to let go of negative emotion cycles, destructive behavior. With the discomfort that you feel with any change also comes a change in your identity. It is going to lead to questions, even if you are not consciously aware of them. Questions like, who will I be if I no longer do this behavior? How will somebody else perceive me if I don't react this way? Everybody's always known me of this. Will I still fit in? How will things change for me if I no longer feel this way? Uh, oh, I'm scared of change. I'm not going to do it. You know, how will things change for me if I no longer cope this way, if this is all I've ever known? How will things change for me if I no longer make these choices, if this is what 
everybody around me believes is the right thing. If everybody knows me like this, what will they think of me? How will it affect my relationships? How will it impact my day-to-day life? How will it impact the way that I view myself? Even if the behaviors that you have or the emotions that you are dealing with, whether it be high stress or anxiety, anger, frustration, guilt, shame, no matter what it is that you are dealing with, there will be reasons, fears of letting that go. Your mind will be actively working against you when you try and change this behavior, even if you are consciously telling yourself that you don't want to be doing this. And that may be because of subconscious beliefs that you have been programmed with, that you grew up with as a child, you know, from those ages of zero to seven where your theta brain waves were dominant and so you were just a sponge for everything, absolutely everything. So those beliefs, if they're not identified, will just take over. But then there is the fact that we are actually addicted to our emotions So if you are in a constant state of emotion, and let's use a negative emotion for example here, let's say you are in this pattern of anger and stress, what happens is um, your cells that have receptors on the end of them, they are taking in a certain amount of these chemicals, your emotions. And at some point, your cells decide that they actually need more of that. Okay, so their threshold for the amount of chemical that they are taking in increases and they need more of that to actually feel fulfilled, to fill themselves up, let's just say, in very unscientific terms. And then what's happening is you will then get a message sent up to your brain saying, I need more of this chemical. I need more reasons to be angry. I need more of this rush of cortisol. I need more of this shame emotion and your brain will be looking for it. And we all know what happens when you are looking for something, you will find it. If you are looking for a yellow car, I know I've spoken about this before. If you're looking for a spotter, you're going to see a spotter. I never knew that so many people drove yellow cars until my daughter started playing spotter in the back seat. And now I've seen about 40 of them in the last week. I never noticed them before. So when you are getting these messages saying, I need more of this chemical, it's a little bit like an alcohol addiction or a little bit like a drug addiction. Once those cell receptors need more of that chemical, they are going to send signals up to your brain that make you feel like you're almost craving it. So you are going to find reasons to be angry or you're going to find reasons to feel sad or uh, guilty or stressed or whatever emotion it is that you are dealing with. So if you think about it this way, when you are trying to move yourself forward, into a new emotional state, it's effectively like changing a habit and your brain is literally working against you. 
because let's face it, our brain doesn't like to be uncomfortable and it's quite lazy. So what's the quickest way that we can, you know, fix this discomfort that we're getting in these cells that want this chemical? We can just create more of it by giving this person reason to be angry by reminding you of something, by having you notice, you know, a situation or so your mind is working against you. So maybe you're thinking now, okay, so my mind, my brain is working against me. Great. (laughs) What chance do I have of changing this behavior that I don't like, this behavior that is negatively impacting me, that is keeping me stuck, that is stopping me from feeling like I am living the life that I deserve and want to be living. Well, here's the thing. Your brain might like to think it's in control, but it's not, all right? You have some power over this. And that power is, first of all, going to be called willpower. Let's introduce a bit of willpower here. If you are feeling this way, you have to be able to implement willpower. And willpower is a lot easier to implement if you don't have beliefs, erroneous beliefs that we just spoke about before, the ones that have formed the way that you perceive the world, if you don't have beliefs that are supporting the fact that you need to be in this state. So sometimes this state could be because this is how you have learned to cope. It could be because your mind genuinely thinks that it is protecting you because when you were a child, this is how you needed to survive in whatever your situations were because this is how you saw your mother surviving. This is how you saw your father surviving. This is how you perceive is normal. This is how you have learned after a long period of time in a toxic relationship, in a stressful work environment, this is how you have learned to survive, okay? These negative patterns, whilst yes, they might be negative impacting your life, let's flip this and show them some gratitude because ultimately these patterns have been created with the good intention of survival. So because you have these patterns that feel, you know, possibly impossible to overcome, I need to remind you that your brain isn't necessarily in charge and let you know that at this point is where you want to be introducing willpower to what you have to do. Now, your willpower is going to be made that much easier if you have been able to do the work on the fears that come with the change of that identity. If you have been able to do this mindset work, then when you are in these states of discomfort, when your body is craving something to be cranky about, or you are, you know, focusing in on your stress or on your anxiety or your fear, then willpower to say, no, I choose to not feel this way. I'm going to use some tapping or I'm going to do a meditation or I'm going to go for a walk or stress management journal or walk away from the situation, whatever it is that you need to do 
willpower will be easier when you've actually done a bit of mindset work and you've been able to narrow down and you've been able to identify the fears that are holding up your identity changes. Now, our fears as humans will generally boil down if we sort of really break it down, chunk it down, chunk it down, chunk it down to three core things. A fear of not being loved, a fear of not belonging, and a fear of not being enough. And so you can see those identity questions that we were speaking about earlier, you know, the who am I if I don't, um, if I make these changes, how will somebody perceive me if I make these changes, will I still fit in if I make these changes? You see it really commonly with people who are using alcohol or cigarettes, you know, if I don't smoke and, and my friends do, how will I fit in? Or I've always used this wine to de-stress or unwind. So how will I socialize? How will I relax? Think about these fears and how they might boil down to one of these core fears. Not being loved. Will somebody still love me if I change? Will somebody like me if I change? Will I be accepted if I change? Will I accept myself if I change? Fear of not belonging. You know, we are pack animals. <laughs> we, we, are meant, we are meant to be in packs and we crave those relationships and that approval, that sense of approval and that fear that we might be, you know, abandoned by or, or disowned by the people who love us, the people who we care about, the people who we love, uh, you know, is a real thing with that fear of belonging. So if I no longer react this way, and this is how I've always known myself to be, and I change, will I still, you know, have my place within the pecking order of things if I no longer scream at my children? Will I still, you know, be loved if I no longer have anxiety? If I'm no longer anxious every day, will people still care about me? Those are real thoughts that people have. And I'd love for you to share yours with me. You can email me, jessica at inspiredlifecollective.com.au and tell me what are the things, the real, the very real concerns that your mind has that boil down to that fear of not being loved, that fear of not belonging, and that fear of not being enough. Am I good enough to be happy? If I have positive, uh, you know, if I make these positive changes, do I deserve it? You know, these are common questions. My parents were miserable. Why shouldn't I be? This is just how life is. So you can see how these core fears are a driver for so many things. And so because of that, I want you to ask yourself this one question. Are you looking for permission to make your change? And if so, whose permission are you looking for? Why does that person's permission matter to you? And what happens if you never 
receive their permission? What happens? Does that mean you continue to live in these cycles if you don't receive this permission? And I highly, highly encourage you, if you have come to the awareness now that you are in some way, shape or form looking for external permission to make these changes within yourself, this is what you need to do. You need to give yourself permission. I'm going to say that again. Give yourself permission. And if you can't, if you cannot do that right now, then I give you permission. I give you permission to release the emotions that no longer serve you and the direction that you want your life to go in the way that you want to feel. I give you permission to release the reactions that your mind thought was keeping you safe and most likely were keeping you safe at some point in your life or during your childhood and to let them go with gratitude. I give you permission to see yourself in a positive light and I give you permission to feel the way that you want to feel. I give you permission to feel new emotions even if, and this is a big one, you have always labeled yourself as being a stressed out person or an anxious person or I just have a short temper. Just remembering that is a state of fight or flight. The reaction to anger, okay, the quick jump to stress, the anxiety, this is all in your fight or flight response. I give you permission to let go of the fear of judgment of others and embrace your positive changes. Embrace them. I give you permission to accept yourself the way you are and the way that you want to be. I give you permission. And now I have some homework for you. Take a look through your blockages. Go through and identify what fears you have. What are the identity change fears? The questions that you might have. The what will people think? The how will this change? Chunk it down to one of those three fears. Am I loved? Am I enough? Will I belong? Identify them and give yourself permission to let them go and move forward anyway. Because this is your life. This is your experience here in this body that you are in. This is your choice, how you feel, how you deal with situations. And if you have been stuck in this negative emotional cycle, these negative patterns, you know, these, these patterns that are no longer serving you, then give yourself permission to thank them for attempting to protect you and most likely protecting you at some point in your life. Give yourself permission and grace to say, that's okay. This is how I cope. 
This is how I survive. I now choose to let this go. Now you may like to do this with some EFT tapping. EFT is very powerful for releasing erroneous beliefs. I have a free beginner's guide that you can access in my show notes. And if you are struggling to see past the way that you are feeling right now, if you are struggling to see anything possible other than these emotional cycles that you are living in, then I also recommend that you check out the meditation that I have in my show notes. It has been created to take your mind through an experience of how you want to feel because your mind does not know the difference between a a thought, an imagined situation and a reality. So by using this blueprint creation, you are creating an experience that your mind has had in the way that you want to feel and showing your mind that it is completely possible for you to feel that way, completely possible for your life to be that way and showing and allowing your mind to be open to the possibility and the things that come around to you, the divine intervention, if you like, that is going to help you get there. You're going to be open to seeing it. So the link to that is also in my show notes. I have a limited a, a limited price offering on that of just $7. So jump in and grab that meditation. It's yours to keep forever once you download it. As we come to the end of another episode, I want to thank you for being here with me. And as always, reach out if you have any questions or if there is anything that you would like to share with me about what you have uncovered about yourself today. Thank you for listening to Inspired Wellness with Jessica. If you enjoyed and found value in today's episode, then please help it to reach others who may also benefit by subscribing on your favorite platform and leaving a review. This would mean the world to me. To get in touch with me, inquire about working privately or experience one of my online programs, then head to www.inspiredlifecollective.com.au and I will see you on the next episode.